0: with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.
1: This is the all sports podcast
2: devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to ballsy, a production of the Dallas morning news and sports day. Our weekly show is proudly
3: hosted. Okay, strike that our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows? Maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way.
2: In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search
3: Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode.
1: Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans?
2: Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. That is Evan Grant. This is David Moore. We're going to talk about the Cowboys. Uh, And, you know, last week we said they good again. If we look up on our our, uh, whiteboard, it says uh, they bad again. Uh, So uh, this is just a week-to-week proposition with the Cowboys, right? Hey, you actually put stuff on on the the whiteboard this week. I did, yeah. Apparently, we're bad grammatically as well. I think it's not just just them. I was copying Evans. I was copying Evans. So, so David. uh, So they go down and they the the offense stinks again. We're not really surprised by that. Uh, The defense was strong words. Yeah, the defense was pretty good. You know, we want to say the defense was great, mainly because I'm watching the game on television. Mainly because the broadcasters are saying how great it is. It was certainly great in the red zone. They did a fabulous job of stopping the Texans in the red zone. Now, the Texans kind of moved the ball up and down the field on them, which to me brings the critical point of why do you think you're going to hold them now and keep them out of field goal range in overtime when they've been moving the ball on you uh, pretty much the whole game?
3: Well, they, they did move it early, and, and even on that uh, goal line stand by the Cowboys to end the first half, uh, they moved the ball well until they got in, into the red zone, and and uh, Dallas, that gave them a little bit of a rallying point and, and I think inspired them. If, if you want to look, because I know we're going to build up to the decision to punt, and I'm not saying I agree with Jason Garrett's decision, but I'm laying out what his thought process was. And a big part of it was the defensive play in the second half. And if you go back and you look at the eight possessions in the second half before he decided to punt in overtime back to them, Houston in the second half had gained 127 yards on something like 37 plays, so they were averaging 3.4 Three yards, uh, oh. you know, which is remarkably low. While they did have two field goals, those drives were of 26 and 27 yards because of Cowboys turnovers. Mm-hmm. So when you really when you look at what happened from the goal line stand on, the defense did dominate the game. It didn't really seem that way because so many plays were being made early in the game and, and Watson was still moving around a lot, but they really did nothing in the second half. Like I said, their only two field goals came off of were 26 and 27-yard drives where they didn't have to move the ball at all and they still would have gotten a field goal.
1: But, uh, I, you know, again, what we had, and this is post the punt, obviously, what we have is you have in Houston a guy with an ability to make a play in DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. You've got a true number one receiver who can go up and make a play and then turn it into an even bigger gainer. And so you can have a lower percentage offense. Sure, but you you just need to make one play. If somebody
3: can make plays for you. Right. The Cowboys have one guy who can make plays on offense. And, that's and a, he didn't a, make any big plays in that no, game. No, but here's
1: and, and you're talking about Zeke. Yes. And and that
3: Not a guy on the perimeter, not a guy. Right. That, a, that's
1: yeah. a guy who, you know, is going to wear somebody down and and bust a run probably late in the game, but more likely his his yardage is going to come 6, 8 chunk 8 yards at, yes. at a time when he breaks something.
2: But, uh, but here was the issue for me with that, I and mean, Brian Broadus brought this up yesterday and, uh, and, and absolutely is right. If you really, you know, because we know how Jason is and when he, when he talks, everything in, in, that, in that news conference yesterday, everything was, this makes sense, this didn't make sense. You know, so everything on his level very is, methodical. is very methodical. But it, when it, when Brian says, so if you believe in your defense so much, why didn't you defer the kick? And overtime, because then coming back because of the overtime rules, the way they're they set up now, you you can all you gotta do is kick a field goal and the game's over. And
3: right. That undermines his rationale more than anything. You think that's true? Yeah, because again, they won the to- toss. If your whole point was the defense is carrying us right now, it's on a roll. Let's play field position here. Let's hold them. Yep. Get the ball back. Because you're gonna get the ball back no look- matter what. Yeah,
2: you know. Yeah. Uh, and so and so that that to me that's the that's the issue with that is, is that the, the, he didn't do that. Uh, I think that's the
3: greatest thing that undercuts the decision he made, even with all the – and, again, he'll go through and he'll talk about how Elliot you know, Elliot ran 20 times for 54 yards, and nine of his carries resulted in zero yardage or a loss of yardage. Right. And they lost on third and one just before that. Right. Uh, so it's like, well, you just saw him lose yardage. Well, he's not the only guy. You also have – you know, you had a fourth and one from an identi- almost identical spot – with two minutes left in the first half, Cowboys went for it, and Dak Prescott picked up two yards on a quarterback sneak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, in, in that situation, even, whether it's a you know whether you, you do a pitch or a, a handoff to, to Zeke, and you, you're starting him deeper in the backfield. Why not? Why not just quarterback sneak with
2: what is supposed to still be a strong with a big,
3: you. strong quarterback? Yeah, yeah. behind um, Zach Martin, just go. Here's Zach
2: Martin. Load up. Go right. Well, what about him a go. couple of plays before that? Where they put a fullback in and they went yeah. for it and, and got the and got the first All down. The yeah, you know. So there, there were a number. Of th- and as as Jason said, he liked the play call. You know, it was the read option, and, and yeah. that was he like,
3: liked it on third <laughs> down. And and Prescott made the right call. He handed the ball to Elliott. The reason he lost yardage was because – and technically it went down as no loss of yardage. He claimed that he lost about a half a yard to yeah. three-quarters of a yard on it, uh, which it looked like to me. It looked like he was taking a step back. It was going. But it, it was a breakdown in the blocking on the left side of the defensive – of the offensive line, which, yeah. which led to the yeah. – the, but, but the other element is here, going back to this, but since Ezekiel Elliott's arrival – and not all of these have been picked up by Ezekiel Elliott, the vast majority, but not all. But since his arrival in 2016, this team has converted 18 of 19 fourth and one yeah, that's, opportunities. Yeah, that's That's
2: a phenomenal ratio. And
1: uh, you know, and, and this is a smaller sample, but what I went back and looked at yesterday was fourth and one situation, same kind of yardage situation in fourth quarter or overtime of a tie game in the Garrett year. And there have been 11 situations throughout the NFL. Teams that went for it are five and zero. Even if they failed on that fourth down, they ended up five and zero. Teams that punted went three and three. And and for me, the takeaway on that is late in the game in a situation like that, there is something of an adrenaline boost to saying I believe in the guys that are on the field right now. Sure, well, and I- that plays on both sides. The 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 defense, if, if you make it. You've got energy, and you control the game. If you don't make it, the defense knows, okay, we've got to make a stand him, yeah. here. We've uh, got to pick it you up. You
2: know what? I'd like to see too in the in the NFL. I is, just feel like the punt there. You want to get a little closer to the microphone? I, I feel, am yeah. I close enough now? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Thank you.
1: I feel like the so punt dramatic. there comes across. I do think it takes a little bit of energy out of your team.
2: I don't think it's just energy. I think it's, you know, what i like or to say. Or a see lack it, of belief, or, confidence, whatever. Or what are the analytics? Just, just when you said you're 18 of 19 on fourth down, right? Fourth and one. Yes. And, and so uh, you look in the college games so much as uh, I had this discussion with Babe Loffenberg a few weeks ago. He says now there's so much trickle up from colleges uh, that that you know that, that the colleges are the ones being really innovative now, and they're the ones looking at numbers and analytics. And you know, Mike Leach was famous for for not punting uh, mm-hmm. in at the at the Texas OU game the other day, in which there was no defense. Uh, but both teams punted once in right. that game, and and you know they were going for it all the time. And, and you know the thinking that. No, no. Fourth down, got a punt. Pin them back. Hold them. You know that's so old school. It is old school. And and I I think that even though this it is the strength of this Cowboys team is its defense. There's no question about that. Uh, But I I think to keep asking it to do this over and over and over again is is just a little much. And that and to me that is going to be the thing that gets Jason Garrett in the end. And this is what Jerry's going to look at at the end of this season. If they don't make the playoffs, I can't imagine that that he could possibly bring Jason Garrett back next year if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, is that you know you're you're supposed to be a bright young guy and you're very old school. You know everybody else is moving one way and Jason Garrett it seems to me is moving the other. And, and I think that's going to end up getting him in the end.
3: I mean, has is, is this offense looked more out of step with what's going on in the league than it does right oh now? Oh, my gosh. And, and let well, go I mean, this past week. All,
2: the league is all about throwing the ball yeah. downfield.
1: And, yeah. and, and, and I can't blame all of this, obviously, on Jason
2: Garrett. Um, well, they're, they're, using, they're using the skill set that they have. You know, and, and that's but a big part is, of the problem. But they the designed
3: the big, it this way. They wanted this team. You're right. The, this they're is right. the issue here,
1: okay? The evaluation that the Cowboys made coming into this year on this team and how they put it together is they put together a team with a quarterback who's got a suspect on. Okay. He's, he's not the world's most accurate quarterback. And then you've added no big play players on the perimeter who can help him out. Yeah. So it's an awful mix. And he doesn't even have that safety valve of Jason Witten who you could throw the ball to and know, okay, he's going to fall down as soon as he catches it, but I'm, he's going to catch the ball. Right. They have no outlets. They have no ability to keep up with teams. Again, the, the Houston didn't move the ball at all for yeah. a long period of time, yeah. but they've got the ability to throw the ball and pick up 40 yards because yeah. they've got one player who can make plays. Tell
2: me why Bryce Butler hadn't gotten on the field. Right? He got on for the, uh, the Hail Mary and that was it. He got on for
3: one play. Yeah. He played one play in that
2: game. You um, know, he, he wasn't mad last year. Uh, he wasn't great. For well, he wasn't great, but he's better than anything they've got out there now as a deep threat. Well, Dak
3: has had more success with him in the intermediate to deep range than than anyone on on this roster. I I think what happened was when he came in, they were in the process of, look, we're too democratic with our rotations here at wide receiver. We need to pare this down. Instead of trying to get all these guys in here, let's lop off a couple and and keep it to three to four in a tighter rotation and maybe – that way Dak can develop a rhythm with them. One of these guys can emerge and we can do something. But but you haven't seen that. So uh, I, I would not be surprised if you start to see Butler some this week. Yeah, Just I, because I think, we've gone a couple of weeks now and what they're doing doesn't work. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – Not that it, he's a panacea. Total mis- no, 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 he's not. No, this, this is not going to fix it. If everything. you're saying Bryce but, – yeah. But that's what happens when teams are going this poorly – you latch on to mediocre players and say why isn't that guy in there yeah, he absolutely. could give you something and just the fact you're saying and it's a legitimate discussion point why isn't Bryce Butler in there tells you what horrible shape this offense absolutely. is in absolutely right because
2: now. last year you couldn't have cared less about Bryce Butler no. in the game right because he's, he's had a his third moments receiver. he's had his moments too where and that's he, what he is in this he's a third receiver the absolutely. cowboys
1: the cowboys have played 5 games correct right
2: look at this insight you're providing unbelievable <laughs>
3: Off the top of your head like this.
2: This also, is really good.
1: Last night, I also I also did a little research and determined that no team that had ever scored 16 or more runs in a p- baseball postseason game had ever lost. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you looked that up. <laughs> i just trying to be a smartass at that point in time. But through five games, what is the, the leader in outside receivers in targets, David? In targets? Mm-hmm. For an outside guy, for for a guy so who is... So we're taking Jeff Swaim out of it, so obviously I'm, since I'm he's taking, a tight end. I'm, and, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking Beasley out of it, too, since he's a slot guy.
2: I looked this up. I think it's Gallup, isn't it?
1: No, it's Hearns. No, is it turns? It's, Hearns. it's Hearns with 17, which is...
2: But it's all close. That's
1: three targets a game.
2: And yeah. those are... And I don't understand
3: why... They don't throw more slants to him. I mean, that, that that's one of the things that has seemed to work when they've gone to it. That that, that slant That's as close as I – in my mind, that's as close as
1: I have to an automatic in the passing game now, and they just don't do it. He's as close as you've got to a big playmaker, yes. right? Well, He's, he's as easy. close as you got to a sure-handed guy, right? Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know about that. I yeah. think Cole Beasley's a lot more sure-handed than Alan Hearns is. Okay. All right. Uh, here's, what I, here's what I've seen of Alan Hearns so far. Everything is is body catch except for the touchdown. At the ends. Everything is this. Everything is, he's cradling. Everything. Uh, here we go with Coach Belichick. Hey, man. I'm telling you. This look. What did DeAndre Hopkins do? He he's running down the field when he's reaching out with both hands. It's it's like Velcro on him. The way he's catching the ball uh, and, and the way he carries the ball. And everybody. Yeah, got, he's carrying it out there in the old loaf of bread <laughs> style. But when you got a, when you got a quarterback who's not real accurate, who's not you know as, as what did what did what was the term that Jason used yesterday in in the cylinder.
0: I don't yes, think I've ever cylinder. heard the cylinder before. The cylinder. It was not it's big on the cylinder.
2: The throw to Tavon Austin was not in the cylinder and so therefore that's why he didn't catch it. This but the problem is it yeah, he's got to hit everybody right here, right in the chest. By the way,
1: that catch that Tavon Austin made late in the game, the long the, yes. the long run. Who was that pass
2: intended for? <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I do think it was going to him, but there were two did guys you? there. Yeah, there were two guys. Yeah, I think it was going. To, I think he was meant to go. I think he was just throwing it down. For, yeah, and, and I, I and, did not because Tavon had to come back and do yeah. a curl to make that catch. Well, that's what you got to do, though. That, that's that's the issue. Is that these guys they don't come back for? They're the not ball. helping
3: him out, but he's not helping them either. No, uh, there's, the, the the one the one to Tavon Austin that resulted in the interception at the end of the first half. You know, people say, "Oh, well, he's just too small of a receiver. He should have caught that." Well, there was no one in front of him. Dak is throwing to a target with no one in front of him. You know what? You know he's 5'8", so you have to put the throw in a certain position. If he's 6'4", you have to put it in a different position. Right. He would have sailed that – I mean, he was just inaccurate on the pass. He was. And and it was – and, you know, Garrett calls those 50-50 balls, you know – I'm not even sure that was a fifty-fifty ball. Now, look, he got his hands on it, but he did a great job just to get his hands on it. I don't think that but was. If you would hit him in stride, then maybe he scores. Yeah, if you if throw it a little lower, he catches it. So, to me, that was an accuracy. And, then, and when people are trying to determine how much is Dak, how much is the receivers not getting open, well, I think it's Dak not getting the ball to the receivers at a best spot. And but it's also, you know. I don't think Dak throws in tight enough windows. I, I think when the receivers are saying, well, look, we are open, I think in Dak's minds, well, you don't appear open to me. That That's too tight of a window. Right. We, we yeah. haven't worked together that much. I don't know that you're going to be able to catch it, so I'm not going to throw to you. I'm going to go over here. So I think it's legitimate when the receivers say, oh, no, we're open here. They're seeing I can catch it in a tight window. And I think Dak has to determine – do I need to expand the window in which I'm willing to throw into right. or mentally is what you mean. Mentally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mentally. Or is my inclination and DNA so ingrained that I don't want to make turnovers but I I'm s- not going to risk a throw to Alan Hearns in a tight window because I just I don't I don't trust you. yet. I still think that
1: comes down to the fact that this team was built to not you, you know, you talk about the quarterback not helping the receivers and the receivers not yeah. helping the quarterback. It's a bad mix. Oh, yeah. It's a bad no mix. Question. You don't have the ability for anybody to help anybody out. It all comes down to, well, let's let's get in a low-scoring game and hope that in the fourth quarter Zeke breaks one.
3: And change is only incremental from this point forward. There's nothing There's nothing yeah. they can do to address it. Does
1: anybody ever get more excited than Jason Garrett over field goal attempts?
2: I don't know. We, you know, you're, there's a lot of happy. You're climbing. right. I want well, to say well, I want apparently to say,
3: not that excited because he passed up the <laughs> opportunity yeah. to go for one in overtime. Yeah, he did.
2: Well, it would have been a 58, uh, which yard. is another thing on that.
3: Real quick, they were on the 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had said at the end of regulation that if we get to the 40, we're going to kick a field goal. So, so you're in his mind, you're two yards away from what you determine is your scoring zone where you can get points. So you're two yards away with an offense that's struggling, but actually has picked up some yards early in overtime to get you to that spot. You need two yards,
1: and you're going to say, no, let's play field position didn't he when say, we feel we're in scoring didn't range. Didn't he say seven in the post-game press conference? I thought he said seven in the post-game press conference. I still was like, no what what he said
2: was that he, he would have done it on the third possession he would have done that he would have kicked it from the 42. Yeah, but a, a, but a, but
3: what yeah, I am just talking about at the end of regulation I realized it was a at that point well, well, it it was is, and that's yeah. what
2: he that's what he does. Uh that's what he, Well, you know, I will well, say one last thing too about about the receivers. Here was here's my issue about smaller receivers. It's not so much too that they're yeah it's a smaller target but also if you watch that game I thought there was a couple of times that the that the Houston DBs could have been flagged it looked like to me they got to the receivers a little early and that's the problem when they're smaller guys they're hitting them and they're turning them you watch on the on the on the Deontay it's Thompson interception yeah. you know yeah. the, the, the the DBs hitting him he's turning like this you know he's not able to hold and and keep this guy out and and that's why this is what's happening and that's why you know it, it, they do need to get the ball to Alan Hearns, because he is a bigger receiver. Receiver. You exactly, know, he's bigger than those two guys are. Yeah. So they're, they're going to—he's ha- going to have to develop something. But I think you're right. I think there's a there's a question of the fact that, that Dak does not want to throw that ball to these guys unless they're wide open. Uh, and and I think maybe some of that he's got to get over that. Well, he does, you know? but some of that probably is because he knows I'm not a guy who's going to put it right here sure. every time well, either. Sure. So yeah, I I mean I I just think it comes down to the fact that the
1: personnel that they've matched up here has is you look at this team and it's like. There's no ability for anybody to help anybody out. It all comes down to we expect Zeke to, to bust a run late in the game and set up a field goal.
3: And Don't make mistakes. We'll turn it over to Zeke, and maybe someone
2: else can make a play. That's
1: just not how the NFL <laughs> works anymore. No, it's well, not. Well,
2: it's not 2016. You know, they had enough other options. Uh, that's when, you know, Dak was – I mean, the Dez was was and kind of And that offensive down, line you know,
3: was physically overpowering. This one is not because of – yeah, that's what Frederick being out in a rookie at left guard. Yeah, that this was offensive line isn't as good.
2: That was the high point of that offensive line then. Ron Leary at left guard and uh, and so uh, and then they still had Jason Wood and they still had even though Dez wasn't as you know good as he'd been in a couple of years before he was still productive right. and they still had enough other threats. They they Terrence, no Will,
3: Terrence Williams was a serviceable
2: secondary receiver. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He was and Complimentary they, guy and they don't have any of that anymore. No, no. they don't have a first. You know, uh, Cole Beasley made one catch. And that's the other thing
3: I, – I know we need to go here in a second. That's the other thing I don't understand with where they are in the passing game now. Um, I guess I understand it, but it's a but it's reason why they're so bad. Cole Beasley is their most accomplished receiver. And if you want – you know, if he's going to catch six for 89 in a game, look, I understand maybe the next game he only catches two bowls for 24 yards or something. But – what happened is because he caught six for eighty-nine, and he's making first downs in the game before. The defense is shade over to him, right. and and when the game when he has two, then another receiver jumps up and he has the four for sixty-seven or, or eighty-five to complement that. And I mean, that's what they want to get to. And again, we're talking in numbers of, of sixty to eighty. Let's not get carried away <laughs> here and go up in the hundreds. I mean, we're no. we're really looking at sixty to eighty on these guys. Right. But the concept is. They they would move that around. Whereas if a defense says, "Okay, well, uh, let's take Beasley away because then their you know passing game will have nothing." Well, someone else, Hearns or Deontay Thompson or something or Gallup has to do something. Yeah, and and they just haven't. Two, the other is when they do make plays in the passing game, and they did it early with uh, Jeff Swain and uh, Rico Gathers. Um, you never see those plays again. It's like the Cowboys go, "Well, look." We we did this play, we made it. So now the defenses are going to have to account to it, account for it. So let's just go back and and hand off to Elliot and dump everything else underneath. And just the threat that we've completed this is going to give us help us throughout the game. And, and yeah, we haven't seen that. There's
1: not a whole lot of pressing. No. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've got a role here. Speaking uh, of pressing, yeah. I uh, we have pressing matters. We have pressing more matters. important than the Cowboys. You know, really, you know what? Really? Are our pressing matters what? Texas
2: is back, baby! Oh my gosh! Is Barry Switzer on the on the podcast again? Texas is back! Woo! Holy, that was loud! That was very shrill. <laughs> it was. You're hard to take even when you're not yelling. But that's really hard to take. All right, well, we got to go. <laughs> yeah. I can't Please. wait to
1: talk about those horns. Okay.
2: All right. So long,
1: everybody.
3: Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy
1: Podcast. Be sure to
2: subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast.
3: Until next time, sports fans,
2: we'll see you.
0: Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have.